I knew you, you knew I knew. Hello and welcome to the TOVG podcast. This week we have our uh, post E three spectacular, where one half of your your current hosts right now actually went to E three. Hey. Um, yeah, we got Jimmy and Todd is returning once again from Rated S Games. They were Hello. actually there oh, this yeah. this week. Uh, in the Matt trenches. I, in the trenches. Matt and I over here yeah. were just like in the mud instead. The trenches. I like that. <laughs> and and just just watching videos from home. Yes. So yes. yeah. So uh, in our underwear. It, I really <laughs> do feel that Todd and I got the uh, got the pure experience of the. Well, I don't know how long how long Todd's days were, but mine were like three eighteen hour back to back to back days in a yeah. row. And basically <sighs> that. Yeah. I and, uh, and I like. Oh. I just like woke up, did all the things so I was a decent human being, and then E3, and then come home, and then look at things sleep. I might have missed, and then sleep. Yeah. Jimmy tells me you played every single indie game on the show floor, which is like cool. They had an IndieCade booth, and like they did most of the stuff I feel safely interested in came from there. Like, uh, Jimmy, you were tweeting about um, Salt and Sanctuary. There was one game that really got me interested called Death's Gambit. They were like two competing 2D Souls clones yeah. on 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 the show floor at the same time. I really I really like that. Yeah, Salt and Sanctuary was a was was really awesome. I think I, I didn't realize just how Dark Soulsy it was because I had been following the developer. And <clears throat> the development of that game, and I didn't real like they were like yeah it's two D kind of like two D Dark Souls, but like I know because that developer's previous games were um, Dishwasher and uh, uh, Dishwasher uh, yeah I yeah Dishwasher that. yeah that and that game is like frenetic you know two D combat bonanza so yeah. it was kind of it was cool to see them like dial it back and do something more patient and a little bit more deliberate. And uh, definitely in the vein of, of Dark Souls, insofar as we saw at the show anyway. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think I've said before, <clears throat> probably a couple times on the podcast, that uh, my experience of Dark Souls is turning it on, having problems with Windows Live thing, and then turning it off. So, I, you know, I don't know much of how it feels actually playing it, but uh, from, from watching a lot of Bloodborne and Dark Souls content, and then playing Salt and Sanctuary... Uh, I got the feeling that this is like super, super close to that Souls feel. Um, I mean, it's like an obvious nod to Souls. We talked to the developer, the developers that were there, and you know, the, he seemed like pretty much like, yeah, it's it's yes, it's it's like Dark Souls, yes. And, oh. um, but he he was also saying uh, it takes a lot of inspiration from Castlevania as well. Uh, what with the two D and just the way the combat works, it kind of kind of ties that uh, like the Souls and Castlevania together. Um, I don't know. I had a lot of fun with it. I didn't play for long because the demo, uh, it, I didn't want to like shut out whoever was behind me because I stood in line behind like two people and that was already like enough time, like, you know, waiting to play the game. And so I didn't want to like, you know, go longer than expected and make the person behind me wait. But from what I played, it was pretty cool. It was pretty easy to begin with. And then I got to the first boss and that guy just fucking destroyed me. Yeah, you. So the the demo had uh, two setups. So it was just like beginner and hardcore. Basically, what it said. The beginner one began you at level three and had more of like a tutorial ish, very 
direct sort of level design approach. Yeah, that, that's what I played, which was mm-hmm. probably why the enemies were easy. Yeah, and uh, the hard, the one I played was the hardcore one because I was like, I don't give a, I don't fuck, I'm, I can do this. I got all the skills that I need to pay various bills, and uh, I did all kinds of dying. I died. It was, it was a death. It was like a death catastrophe. Like, I, based, the first thing I did was walk off a, a cliff. Because I was a, like a 2D platforming game, I'm like, all right, there's no fall damage, so there's fall damage. Uh, <laughs> and then about five feet from where my feet were broken, I was skewered by a trap, and uh, so that, that that killed me, which is <laughs> I was like, oh okay, this, this is this game really does have all the mean things. Um, but going from there, even like, and th- I think that this was just pulled from some general part of the of the game because like you could go from the, where you began in the demo. In the demo, you could go left or right, and left was like a... There was more level that way, so I assume that this is like midway through the game or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like, the level design was very was very tight, and it, was, it wasn't... It didn't hadn't gotten to that point where it's like, well, we assume you know how to do everything, so now we're just going to have obtuse bullshit that you have to <laughs> right. jump and platform through. So it was very... It was still very purposeful. Um, I like a fight. I, I like this the little, like... It's like a little microcosm of a, of a very cool fight where it was against, a, like, a knight with a big shield and a big sword, um, which is very... Kind of, like, was, like, the, the first, like, oh, this guy's kind of hard fight in, like, Dark Souls... In that little corridor thing, um, and so you're basically fighting over a gap, and it's so it was kind of like it, it was a nice space to learn because at first you jump onto his platform and then you realize that you can't go through his shield like at all. It did like one damage or something, and it's um, it's got like the Castlevania style where you see the numbers for your damage appear above your head, so it's it's very clear kind of how much damage you're doing. Um, but like as I was trying to attack him or like wait for him to open up, like he the weapon that I had didn't cause him to flinch. And apparently that's kind of a thing where like certain weapons can cause like cause more f- like uh, you know stun. Oh oh, a poise. There, there's like a stat for that in Dark Souls. Right. I don't know if that is the same stat, but it's the same concept. Yeah. Um, so what happens when you die? So Same when thing. you die, you lose all of your salt, which is basically like souls. Oh. Um, <laughs> I like salt. That's that mm-hmm. is the perfect. Mm, more salt, please. Yes. Yeah, it's the it's it's kind of ironic because you're saltier and saltier as you die, but you lose <laughs> salt. Um, and then you just go back to like a checkpoint, which is basically like a you know like a, a like a campfire with the. I think- I think the best part is that your enemy gets stronger as your salt, uh, as much as salt that you drop when you die. And yeah. I mean, can you like get it back? Yeah. Um, I wasn't actually sure. Yeah, uh, you can. You, you can. can. Uh, you right can where okay. you die, your your salt drops. Okay. okay cool. Death's Gambit has kind of an interesting system where after dying, you lose your health items that spill out on the floor. So you have to run back and pick them back up. Oh man. Ooh, There's so you always have to, like run through the gauntlet again, but with much less health. That's that's like the idea. Like like yeah. Dark Souls and and like even Shovel Knight kind of borrows this idea where they give you an incentive to go back to where you died, but be more cautious next time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Um, one of the things that the I don't know if this I don't know how Dark Souls this is. It probably isn't, but I didn't play an overwhelming amount of Dark Souls. Uh, they got, uh, the the developer James Silva, or well, half of the development team, uh, is really keen on like two D level level design shenanigans. 
Mm-hmm. So like he does that thing where like you know you'll be you'll you'll have kind of a conspicuous outcropping, and if you can find your way up it, then there's like secret areas and stuff like that. And right. like I found three in the demo, just the demo alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Dishwasher of the Vampire Smiles, there's like. 35 or something secret areas Jeez. and I'm assuming that this game is going to be larger than that one so uh, I, I enjoyed that part because it kind of you know there was a nice reward for, for looking around like uh, in the demo the one of the guys one of the main melee guys weapons was like a big scythe um, <clears throat> but it didn't have a lot of like the stun or poison as, as you were saying but this giant broadsword did and so I ended up finding that and that totally kind of <laughs> changed up how I wanted to play and um, you're allowed to have two loadouts at the same time. So there's like a quick swap. Quick swap. So like, as he was pointing out to us, there are like, uh, you can do like a sword and a wand and the wand can have like a specific spell. Or you can do a staff yeah. with two spells. And then you could have another loadout that's like a sword and shield and, and stuff like that. And there's still, there's still stats, so you probably shouldn't try to do everything. But the point is that you can prepare for multiple things at once without having to like pause the game or anything. It's just yeah, like yeah, one you button can swap. On the, fly. the character mm-hmm. I, I was playing uh, had a sword and shield, and then the alternate was like a big two-handed mace. And um, the sword and shield attacked quicker, and obviously you can block with it. But the two-handed mace had all that stun on it, so you pretty much just like that was like my go-to because the enemies were so easy that you just like hit and they all stun, and you hit them again, and they all stun. But um, didn't work on the boss, like I said before. <laughs> I, I walked up and tried to hit him, and then his sword was, I think, half the length of the screen, and so he just killed Jesus. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so he, just, he, like, he didn't swipes. kill me in one hit, but he did kill me in very few hits. <laughs> A few hits. Yeah. All right, well, so what's next? What was, was, was that the favorite one, or oh, was no, it just no, no. up my, there? My favorite, and I thank Todd for introducing this to me, and he's going to hear me ramble <laughs> on about it for the 15th time, because <laughs> uh, he was there when I pitched it to pretty much everybody to go play. Yep. Uh, is an indie that was in the Microsoft area, kind of tucked away in like a weird spot next to King's Quest. The best uh, places. Called uh, Rivals of Aether, and... I've been telling a lot of people about this. I think I told you. Yeah, about it you did. George. You did. And I looked it up. Like it's a Smash clone. Like um, it's, but it's oh, like, like a proper, a proper Smash clone. No, like, yeah. not like Brawlhalla. Brawlhalla is a proper party brawler. That game is way more like antics. This is like we took we took melee and we dropped all the silly stuff. Like there's like no items. There's no none of that stuff. It's just the combat. I remember yeah. the tweet now that that <clears throat> Jimmy turned me on with it, where he said. I was going to be an asshole and ask if there was wave dashing, and everyone was just like, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's a real thing. I was playing with Todd and two other guys, and we were just like, just, you know, having like a fun match, and the developer's (laughs) standing right there. And so I was literally like, so is there wave dashing in this game? And he's like, oh yeah, same inputs as Melee. And I was like, oh. What what controllers did he have it hooked up to? Uh, We were using an Xbox 360 controller, but I mean, the input was... uh, you jump it was, it was one Xbox One controllers. Uh, Xbox One, excuse me. Yeah, but uh, you ju- like tap the jump so you uh, short hop, and then you air dodge and you direction it down and angled, and you air dodge into the floor and you slide a little bit. And I, I picked it up immediately. I was like, oh, same input inputs as melee, and then I just like started mashing it, and it was like, and like I went across the field, and it was pretty tight. Um, Is it the yeah, same like, health system, like like yeah, percentages rather than health meter? And you, yeah, and then you get knocked the farther. Is it doing anything percentage. new? Yes. 
yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, def- definitely. The game, I think, it, at least I mean, this is from his own his own words, and also my experience with it. He he wanted everything to be designed to be off- offense focused, so there's no shielding. Period. There's no like, like a, that. A holding a yeah. block so you have a or anything. Dodge button instead of a shield button. You yeah, and if dodge. you tap, oh, go ahead. You have if you dodge, you, you can dodge, and then you also have a parry. And if you parry, and they throw out anything other than a jab, then they get increased. Uh, they get like a bunch, like a lag, and then you're invulnerable for a very short period of time. I love yeah. that. I love. I love parry. Of systems, course you. But, of course but, you love parry system. over here. Stupid Lucina. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate it so much. But it's they, not they a counter me. system. They grab me, Matt. Yeah. You need to start grabbing me. No, I don't want to grab you. I want to hit you. Speaking Damn, of which, that's the rock paper scissors balance of it. Yes. There are no grabs. Yeah. Okay. That's the other okay. Thing. That's uh, that's different. Um, oh. But, so so how do you counter a parry then? It's all timing. It's more like it's more like um, like fighting games where basically they can't uh, and not like not like Street Fighter, but they can't just or you keep going out mash parries. down B for the whole match. <laughs> right, you 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 can won't work. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's it's a lot more like go in for you. Kind of have to you know commit to to various different kinds of offenses. Um, and one of the other ways that you could take advantage or like like try to you know shift momentum in your favor is by using the character's uh, unique assets so to speak yeah this this is like i think what sets it apart and makes uh rivals it's it like really its own game is because like smash uh it's a lot of like not not in a bad way but it is a lot of like fan servicey stuff like oh you know kirby has you know he has the inhale move and he has the sword thing from superstar and like all that's great but you know the move sets that are made to work together but these characters in rivals of aether are built around core concepts for each character and every move in their arsenal plays to that concept so it all works together so they like, can keep it much tighter and balanced right. and not only that but it allows for a lot of like very interesting um like clever creative play because like mm. for example the character that i played a lot because i didn't want to like keep switching i wanted to like see if i can get good and then like you know I, like have some really cool like solid matches uh it was a little weasel called maple and <laughs> she has like these leaf shaped guitars that she uses to attack and she's awesome and her main mechanic is based around this seed that she throws and that's like your like neutral special and so you throw it and if you hit someone with it it does damage and it marks them and when they're marked you can use your up special your recovery to go any length of the screen and like grappling hook to them or if you hit them with your smash attack uh your your charged up you know side smash or up smash uh it will when if they're marked it will stun them and like wrap them up in your whip for a second and give you a chance to like start a combo um but she also has like she can lay a plant on the floor and then if you throw a seed into the plant, it'll shoot the seed up, and so you could like redirect. But if it eats enough seeds, it'll just sit there, and then uh, if somebody walks near it and they're marked, it'll automatically whip them. And so you could start like zoning tactics if you want to go that way. And it's just like there, there's like a, like twelve other things you could do with just like those moves in different combinations, and it felt super cool to like start learning how to do that. And like there was another guy where you can like put out gas clouds to hide in. But you could also suck the gas clouds back up, and if he sucks enough of them up, he gets like this explosion ability, and it's like, it's fucking tight. It's 
I don't feel like anything in Smash is like that, yep. where it all revolves around like, all right, here's your special. Now all your moves kind of play on that in a way. So yeah. you like mix and match your own moves with your other moves to make weird, like, kind of tricks and traps. Yeah, and custom combos and all that. Sort fun, of. It, 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 what, what it kind of like. I feel like it kind of plays out as is you have like um, you, de- you know characters definitely have have play styles that are limited by their move speeds, by their attack speeds, damage, distance, and how long they stay alive. Right. Um, but within that, you still have plenty of variety. So like, there's a character called um, Crag, who is like a large. He's kind of like a Hercules beetle looking sort of dude. Yeah. Um, and he's in like he's the other so maple is one of the they they have elements and maple's an earth element and then <clears throat> crag is the other uh, earth element so his deal is that he's he's like rocks and stuff whereas she's like vines so they're try, he's, he, basically he's trying to capture different aspects of these various elements which is, which I think is interesting mm. um, but crag can like he can like uh, make a rock appeal. He can like s- like throw up a rock, and then he can throw that rock around around the map. But he can also break it by hitting it w- with just one attack. He'll break the rock. So then now the rock flies out in like a series of tiny projectiles. So you can use the rock a lot to play around with um, with like like zoning or with just getting attacking on damage, or you can just go you know full balls to the wall and just beat the crap out of them with like his really heavy attacks he's, he's a very heavy guy and uh he has like a like almost like a sonic spin it's like spin dash but it's like slow and it can't it's like hard to to break him out of so th- even though they do have a core concept they still have enough variety that you can still adopt like play styles differently based on what character you're fighting against or characters like it is still it is still up to four players yeah and that's, I think that's one of the things that's going to be interesting is if, uh, I know this guy is in contact with a lot of people at Smashboards for feedback and for um, input, and so if this game starts to catch on with Melee fans and we start to see high-level competitive play becoming a thing, um, I'm sure we're going to see people who play, you know, Crag or Maple that are top-level players that are going to be playing them completely differently. Like, we're going to start seeing, like, play styles that are just, like, very divergent is yeah. there just like a, a Ryu, like like a really like basic, straight up, honestly, offensive no. only punch or slash man? Not uh, really. I really don't think so. The closest is probably um, the Fire Lion guy. The Fire Lion, yeah. I think its name is Zetaburn. Yeah, Zeta he's like some... he his like his he still has a mechanic that's very interesting, where like a lot of his moves set people on fire, and if you hit them with a smash attack when they're on fire it does increase knockback and damage a lot um, a lot, way a lot more of knockback. increased knockback um, but it, at the same time he's still like he, he's more basic but I don't think he's so much more basic that it's like mm-hmm. that he's like you know a Ryu um, at the same time I think it just goes up from him like it starts with like pretty complex and then you get into stuff like the the orca whale who can like lay a puddle on the floor and then you can like teleport to the puddle or make attacks come out of the puddle and so yeah it's really man that game that game is fucking tight yeah, I know, I'm it, trying it's to really imagine awesome. an orca just like flopping 
Oh, across no, 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 Final no. It's, Destination. It's far creepier than you'd imagine. It has oh, great. four, like, it has four, four fucking feet with knees. Like yeah. the art of it has knees, and it's like that's just not okay. I mean, it looks <laughs> it looks like you know artistically speaking, it looks fine, but it's still a little bit of nightmare fuel. At least I I think so. I, I'm like, yo, this thing looks this looks kind of silly. Um, according to him, the the that is the hardest character to play. According to the the developer, at least he feels that that is the case. I mean, and I think with my experience with the game, I would probably probably agree. Um, either her or Raster, who is like um, like a bird, and oh, yeah. his 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 switch up is really interesting in that his he doesn't have they're not called smash attacks in this game they're called um, strong attacks I guess to adopt a, a less potentially trademarked right. phrase. Um, her his, his strong attacks can only be executed in the air, but he has like four jumps. In like four like mini jumps, kind of like you know like Kirby or or any of the other like 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 a pit or whatever. Um, so that that's his deal, and it totally. I mean, again, it completely changes how you would play him. So yeah, I like that game a lot. Jimmy obviously liked that game a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, PC and Xbox One. Um, Xbox. Xbox. Like did you guys happen to see a game called Watam? 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 I heard of that game. I didn't see it though. Okay, is, I think. What it, is it, it again? I, it was in the IndieCade booth, I think. I'm not sure. I can't say for sure because I wasn't there. But it's. Uh, I got a lot of Katamari feels from the videos I was Ooh. watching. A lot of um, like anthropomorphized, little, cute, simplified, abstract, inanimate objects. With smiley faces and stringy black arms and legs, would run around a stage. The player would like scoop them up and make stacks out of them together, and then they would start pooping, and then fart a rainbow and fly off into space. Like, uh, <laughs> like I was saying, I get a lot of Katamari feels out of it because yeah, it was like my cute favorite and colorful to look at, but it also has like this layer of black humor to it. Farting is pretty black. Makes it. Like not just just cute and funny, but fucking hilarious. <laughs> and it's um one of the two debut games from from Phenomena, which is um a couple people from that game company who split off after they made Journey. I think it might be a pretty good bet. And I just I just want to know what it plays like because I love I love the the art style and the sense of humor of this thing. You should have told me to go find it, dude. I, I I think I I mentioned it a couple times in my my fifteen hundred word TOVG E oh, three yeah. roundups. Man, I didn't have I didn't have time to read all of your beautiful words. I know, yeah, and that not like eighteen hour days. That's all I gotta say in this one. It's 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 really weird how popular video is compared to text. When I think it takes less time to read. An article of, of a fifteen hundred well, word. Well, you know, People depending on the reading level read. of some fellows. Well, not only that, uh, I mean, just in general, reading is a, a lean forward activity and. <laughs> Watching a video is a lean back activity. It is, yeah. I mean, I get how people could multitask, but I um, it's so much like just quicker, I guess, for me to go through an article and also write an article versus a video where you have to edit and stuff. And I mean, like saying words takes longer than just laying eyes on them. 
Yeah. It's, uh, but this anyways, it was still um, kind of fun, though. I mean, I, I really... <laughs> I, I very visibly got tired of watching the press conferences over like the four days, but once it was over with, I had a lot of fun just scrolling through all these weird indie games, and I'm um also trying to think of of some other things that uh, might have been openly playable. Um, what about that pla- pla- Platinum Transformers game, Transformers Devastation? I didn't even hear. About I that. didn't. See, I heard about it, but I didn't know. I couldn't find it, and I I visited pretty much everywhere. So I didn't know I mean, where I was. Under. The ether is fucking huge. How big? How big is it? Like, have you guys been to PAX? Can you like tell me no, the I difference? Been to PAX. Have you been? Is to it PAX just too? one big show floor, or is it separated? No. So the way that the LA Convention Center is set up, because LA is ridiculous, is there's two major halls. There's um, the West Hall and the South Hall, and <clears throat> one of the hall. I believe the West Hall is the one that has the big three. So yeah. it was Nintendo, Sony, and Xbox all sort of uncomfortably shoved up against hmm. each other. And uh, the, each place has a huge space that they, you know, kind of claim their own. Um, and then from there, there is uh, in the south, there, there's, like a, there's like a couple other people. Like Atlas was in that hall. And I think Xseed and a bunch of like random, like there's like a lot, all like third party, like, peripheral people who sell stuff to GameStop or there. Because, you know, it's still like an industry event, so on the fringes of those areas you see, like, all the crap that you just really couldn't give a shit about. Um, The old Mad Cats controllers. They they were probably there one time. They have, like, I mean... is premium now. (laughs) Yep. PDP has, like, a whole thing where they're just like, here's all the stuff that we've ever made. Um, (laughs) But yeah, and then the other hall, the South Hall, is uh, bigger, I believe, and it has everybody else. So yeah, it's like that, EA, like, Ubisoft, Bethesda, all just like one, two, three, four, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, th- that's the South Hall is usually where you find your um, your like singular game booths, mm-hmm. so to speak, where you'll get your like, this is the two hour line for For Honor, or this is the three hour line to, uh, I don't know, let's say play uh, Street Fighter V on stage or whatever. Yep. Um, but so, the, West so, Hall, the West Hall is pretty much where you play the games. The South Hall is where you stand in line. Todd played <laughs> all the games. Huh? Yeah, I did, I did play all the games. I, I mean, I'm guessing they were there for the ones without as much of a line if you had time to play them all. All the, um, uh, all the indie stuff and like essentially everything that wasn't Nintendo or Battlefront or Destiny in the West Hall was like a two or three people line. Yeah, there's the a lot of the indie stuff didn't have too too much of a line, but most about half of them I knew of already and I either wanted to play them or um they looked interesting, or in some cases, to be perfectly honest, they didn't look interesting, so I went to go play them because I was like, well, you brought this here, and it was put here, so someone thinks it's it's interesting, so I'm going to go <laughs> figure I'm gonna go figure it out. I did right. that a couple of times, and, and frankly, I actually found, um, you know, I, I found some stuff that I wanted to, like, at the very least, examine. There was this game called Drawn to Death that I forget. Oh, yeah. I, that's from somebody important, David I think. Jaffe. Right, yeah, that nut job. Uh, that game is, it is a, that is a fucking bonkers game. So first of all, the aesthetic is, I mean, glaring, 
it's jarring. <laughs> I really don't like looking at it, which is kind of a problem, I think. Yeah, maybe. But but the ba- the basic concept is that everything is like hand drawn with like pencils and shit, and then wrapped around polygons. And it plays out very much in like um, it's like third person, but it plays very quakish, yeah. uh, very arena shooter styled. Uh, you get to like pick like a loadout of weapons and and I, like a like a special and then like a grenade type, and they're all very silly. They're very over the top, very metal. Um, they're all it's a, it's a lot of like metally stuff mixed with like video game antics. Like the character I was playing was like a fucked up teddy bear. Have yeah. you seen? No, I have not seen it. So I have this strange picture of a hand drawn shooter. It you know, like scribbles of a of a, a kid. You know, when they just that's yeah. the open idea. the color, coloring he, he, boxes. He was, that like, is the idea. Yeah, I, I remember drawing some stupid shit when I was a teenager. Yeah. I'm gonna make a game out of it. Yeah. It, yeah. it is very like teenagers' ideas, like in maybe like early '90s. Um, but the gameplay wasn't too bad. Like it, it felt like as a shooter, the shooter elements were were, were fine. Um, the sound effects were mixed really poorly, um, and unlike Ooh. almost every other game on the show floor, it was too loud. Most of the games were too quiet. That game was like right. every gunshot was like I gotta move the headphone away away from my head. But one of the coolest things, and I, I didn't even understand the system. I didn't take the time to because I, I, it was just weird. I was like really, I literally after I left, I was like, what the fuck. That I just play. Um, <laughs> there was like some special power thing I used where I like left the game and a hand came down from the middle of the screen and it had a pencil and there was like a, a reticle on the ground. So I just was like, well, I guess this attacks somebody. So I found someone and it just pushes the pencil through them and they died. And then I went back to being my player character and I was like, did I just, Maybe that was I, the, the, your airstrike. <laughs> I guess you that's what package. It, I guess that's what it was. It must have been that because that's. I mean, that's what it felt like. There was another <laughs> one where I got a finger guns and like I just was a giant hand, but I was stuck underground, so I couldn't move anywhere because the I couldn't fit through all the tunnels and shit. But I was like, this is a really cool idea. I just feel like this game is so rough, and I can't tell if it's intentionally rough or just they got most of it to work and then said go play. Was anyone uh, there, or was it just an empty chair on, there, and you saw like a laptop? The guy. Well, it was a full. It was a full like four player setup. Um, oh, I, I, okay, I guess okay, okay. Sony's kind of backing it because it's Jaffe. Um, there was a guy there, but he didn't really seem interested in talking about design. So I have a feeling he wasn't part of the design. He just mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, it's just it's really odd. You know, this aesthetic we're going for feels really unique. And I'm like, well, it is unique. I don't know if it's working, but it's they, unique. They, they were trying to hype it up last year at, at like some PlayStation Experience event. And it just like I don't know, got like weird reception. Like it looks I, like a game. I can't I can't say it doesn't. Mm, but it looks yeah. like a lot of games, I guess, once you look past the the, the style. So you did know. you guys go to the big conferences like, you know, EA? No, 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 the conferences were before the uh before the show floor opened. And I was talking with this about Matt earlier, how like E three for someone at home, kind of ends Wednesday night, but for people on the show floor, it goes right. on from Tuesday to Thursday. Unless, the you watch, unless you watch the PC conference, and then it's still going. It's right now. <laughs> right. Oh, God, I was, I was so... 
don't know. The hype left Yo. me. I, like after Sony, I was good. I was good. Well, that's because Sony was the only one you needed to watch. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, let's, let's you, be fair. What about Hoop God, dude. Let's be Hoop fair. God. I'm, Every I'm conference was better than Square Enix's, and that is a fact. I <laughs> I thought. Please stab me if I'm wrong. I thought they were at least better You're than wrong. the two and a half hour long PC game okay, show. Okay, to be fair, I didn't watch that one, and I'm glad I didn't. If you had watched it all the way through, you might might agree with me. Now, wait a minute, Jamie. Do you do you like the cringe though? Do you like <laughs> the cringe? Well, no, you like okay. the cringe. because because okay, uh. if you if you haven't heard of Hoop God, then you have to hear about um, the Frontier guy. So the guy comes out, you know, the, the same guys who made Elite Dangerous. Okay, um, mm-hmm. he comes out to show a game that's totally totally different from a space sim game, and he comes out and he cracks. Yeah. He cracks really bad. To the, it was it was enough. Like he stops talking is what I'm saying, and it was enough to that you were thinking. Why is he stopped talking? And you see him like talking to himself, almost looked like he was about to do get, have a mental breakdown live on stage. And then he just, he just I'm, like, okay, here's the game. I'm okay and he with left. that. Like but that seems great, like a though. normal, real human being thing to do. Right, right. Unlike 100 percent of what Aisha Taylor was doing at the Ubisoft show. Hey, listen, she's, she's getting paid, son. You oh, can yeah. tell she's, she's getting, getting paid. She did not come. I know it's it's rough. Like she, I literally, it, it really it pisses me off because she is fucking funny, and they just do not use her well in that show. I, I, I think they I, barely every time that talk I, to her. <laughs> well, I mean, they they must just be like, just go be funny. Yeah, because like you can tell that that's like they have rehearsals, and then somebody is just like saying fuck the script. It might be her saying that. I don't know. Yeah, but like, I mean, I they like put her in that audience, and it's like, what's she gonna do? What? How do you make that funny? It's like a weird mix between like, here's this awkward PR marketing stunt setup, and she wants to be funny, but they've probably given her a really tiny box to operate within, and yeah. it's just kind of like she can't be funny. Yeah, I mean, it has to be unscripted because I don't know who would be um, right. a complete <laughs> and total shit. idiot to have scripted the words. Uh, <laughs> let's pitch a meme. Pitch a meme. Let's I, pitch she, a meme. She literally just did not know what to say, so she just started saying words. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it, my my view on her hosting the, the Ubisoft is the same view that I've had for the past two years when it also was cringy and terrible. Um, but, like, I don't know. Presentation-wise, like, entertainment of, of the conference, I, I enjoyed Nintendo's puppet thing was, like, hilarious. And they, I mean... Metroid thing aside, the, all the announcements were pretty solid. We mean um, blast balls? No, Federation fuckers. <laughs> I, I'm not nearly as salty as everybody else is. It just does put Metroid fans in a weird corner where it's like, okay, if we don't no buy Wii this game, game, well, like if we don't buy this game, are they going to think that Metroid is no, not longer right. like in the public interest? Are they listening to us? Because I feel like. I feel like they know. I think something came out that Iwata said after the conference that was like, "We've heard your your feedback. Like it you was guys overwhelming really feedback on our conference." Yeah, he um, basically just said that. But like, that's better than nothing. Like, yeah. I can't see them releasing a statement like that and it being a lie. Like, I mean, he was I, probably like, "Okay, everyone hates the Metroid thing. Uh, maybe <laughs> I, they'll actually like work on a real Metroid for them." See, I, what, here's what frustrates me: is that there's nobody knows what the Metroid thing is. 
We don't know what it is. Right. We, the, we have no. We have very little idea. I read it's, uh, it's an a info roundup. Co-op 3DS yeah, but, game. Yeah, yeah it but what is Nintendo that? Championship. We have ninety no, whole seconds no, no, of footage. No, no, Not not Blast Ball, but like, what what is the game actually gonna feel and play yeah, like? The, front, like? the Frontier for Frontier Federation Force. Yeah, the, the actual game, not fucking the mini discount balls. mini game. Yeah. Right. As far, yeah. As far <laughs> as I can tell, Blast Ball looks like about as important as Metroid Prime 2's multiplayer. Which right. is to say, not at all. And that's like, well, that brings up an important yeah. point that this series has been there before. Like, I watched the Nintendo thing. I was okay with it. I thought some of the the Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival, I thought that was stupid. But nothing else offended me, even the Metroid stuff. Like, these fans who are, like, petitioning that they cancel the game, like, that's do they stupid. know about Metroid <laughs> Prime Hunters? Do they know about Metroid Prime Pinball? Well, here's the thing. Um, and Jay Witz brought this up on Twitter, which is, I believe, why people were getting upset. Uh, and at this, and specifically not those games. Uh, Hunters, first of all, was before we had an established, like, run of Metroid games. Like, all we had before that was Super like that was like super established. You we know? had Metroid Prime one and two. Two and Hunters came out around the same time. Uh, it was like a launch-ish title for the DS, which would have been two thousand and five. Okay, I guess that makes sense. I, I equated Prime with Prime one and Hunters with the release date. Okay. Anyway, Hunters was like nobody cared that we got Hunters, even if it was, like, not great. I had a lot of friends who liked it, but obviously... I enjoyed it. General, <clears throat> the general reception was low, but that's because, at the same time, we were getting Prime 2. Pinball, nobody cared about, because at the same time, we were getting... I mean, we didn't know what we were getting, but we were getting Other M. And, you know, it's not, not the best thing to get, but we got a, a main series Metroid game. So, as taking far as it we back... know, we, it's been... What five? Yeah, years? yeah, about five years. And but no I want of a real Metroid I, game, and then we I get know. like a fake one. But I want to take it back even further from from Hunters and Pinball to go to a ten year hiatus between Super and Prime. But that's where the thing, like is we got a main series game. It wasn't a ten, an eight year hi- hiatus. Then they come out with like like here's like Metroid Hoops street ball <laughs> yo I would play that game I would I play that game but I would say but that's like game. another thing like no one knows if Federation Force is bad yet it's just right. that's, like that's, that's the part that drives me insane title. exactly and it's like uh, but yeah and Jimmy and I talked about this as well like people like th- this this E3 for Nintendo was the E3 of spinoff games there's two two Animal Crossing spinoff games and then a Zelda spinoff game and a Mario spinoff game and a Mario a sports game, which is essentially and a Metroid spinoff uh, game. I'm sorry, yeah. a Metroid spinoff game and a Mario sports game, um, and you know that's that's frustrating for almost all of those, except that they have mainline game co- games coming. Yeah. And New Leaf isn't that old, but Metroid's the only one that doesn't have a mainline game. So for Zelda, it's like, okay, we've got this to tide us over, and frankly, those the Link Between World graphics are great, so they t- I, I would, I, if they didn't reuse those assets in some fashion, I would have been thoroughly surprised. And Triforce Heroes is pretty fun. Yeah, I, I mean... Did you guys actually play that? I think I read I tweets we, saying we didn't play did. it. We didn't play together, but I played it and he played it yeah, at separate times. Yeah, I actually times. played it twice because I, I really liked it. Um, I mean, what which is the other big thing is like 
for Federation Force, all we Nobody got was Blast it. Ball. And during the Nintendo World Championships, everybody was already saying, like, what is this Blast Ball game? It's yeah. kind of dumb. It wasn't even that fun to watch. They just kind of hammered their fire button and strafed. Right? Like, yeah. I, I feel like there's something that I'm missing, but Blast Ball itself doesn't seem very in-depth. It doesn't seem very competitive or whatever. And mm-hmm. this is one of the few times you will ever hear me say these words. I think the graphics look awful. Yeah. <laughs> well, I fucking love great. Star Fox Zero, and I thought it looked beautiful, and everyone was like, Ugh, it's so low poly. Ah! And I fucking loved the Last Guardian trailer, and everyone's like, the textures. And fucking. <laughs> the textures in The Last Guardian? People were hating people, on people that? People were shitting on everything and its mother for being bad graphics, and I was like, wow, this, really? this stuff looks great. I love everything. And then really? I, I watched Blast Ball, and I was like, wow, that game looks like ass. I, I think Star yeah. Fox does look a little, like, an updated version of its original self kind of feel. Like, I don't know. But like, isn't that the point? I don't know. Like, I, I guess, don't think yeah. it looks good, but I think that's because you have two camera angles running at the same time on your gamepad. I mean, I just, I thought it looked great. It looks I thought fine. it looked great, too. Yeah, did fine. you yeah. guys play it? Because I did. Oh, well, was shit. it fun? Yeah, yeah, I might be able to actually know what we're... That's what's so frustrating to me, is I don't know what I'm talking about, because I'm here at home. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was... It it's was okay, George. George. Like, the I, only I, thing I can judge on an equal level to you guys is the Nintendo Direct, because that was pre-recorded. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, like, Nintendo Direct, the, the, the their conference was decent. It wasn't... Uh, I mean, like, People hated it would have been good if they had <laughs> replaced uh, Federation Force with, like, Prime U or whatever. Or even just, like, give me, like, just do Metroid, Metroid 5. 3DS, whatever. Yeah. Or, or Metroid 5. Yeah. Or, or hey, um, just announced that Metroid Other M is no longer going to be officially uh, canon. canon or, Ooh. or you know, whatever. <laughs> That, that's enough of a Metroid announcement for me to be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of sad, but absolutely, I agree. <laughs> All right, so um, we'll find out more about what... We'll, we'll dance around the bush and find out more about what we agree about very, very shortly after we um, rest and refill and take a very, very short break. The bush. We are Nintendo I'm (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that up. (laughs) Hello and welcome back to the TOVG podcast. We are refreshed, uh, refilled, and and freshly um, expelled some some juices. Um, anyways, oh, uh, we yeah, we're gonna try. I know, I know, I'm super gross. So I'm gonna try to quickly change subjects so we can wrap up everything that uh, that that happened this week because it was a big week and we don't got a lot of time. Um, uh. 
So, okay, we all talked about Nintendo. Yeah. We, we talked very briefly about Ubisoft and Asia Taylor. The Square Enix one was, was like, sleepy. That was my second least it's, favorite one. I, Wait, what? What? You didn't? Oh, never mind. Hold oh. Up. I'm, I might be mixing uh, Sony and Square Enix no, together. No, so, Sony was hype as fuck. Square Enix was... The one yeah. with the guy with the moon head. And the Sony like, one, what? I actually had fun watching oh. at least 50% of it. Oh, yeah, so Kingdom Hearts was released. So I'm, I'm the only guy here that's uh, saying, yay, Kingdom Hearts 3, right? No, I'm yay. happy for Kingdom Hearts fans, but I'm also sad <laughs> I'm... for Kingdom Hearts fans because what they got was like, oh, gameplay that looks like, you know, on par or better than the previous ones. Uh, that's Kingdom exactly Hearts... what's good. Wait, but, Dude, but, you but, could but summon wait, a, a teacup and float Stop. around. Kingdom Hearts 3, now in development. Right. <laughs> but they actually had they a, just like, fucking started. They just got started. It's the same thing for the Final Fantasy 7 announcement. It doesn't oh, matter. No. It's coming. It's coming. I don't care if it's in development. See, are we, Final Fantasy 7 is not going to be released. Are we talking about the same trailer? We had a way more substantial trailer for Kingdom Hearts than FF7. Of course. They, no, there I'm was saying, actually a HUD yeah, but in that trailer. Both, but they're both not coming out like this year or next thing. year. I know, yeah. but this trailer right. had like actual, it looked like a video game, not right. a movie. Right, right. It, it looked like fine. I'm just going to put this out there right now because that's been bugging me a fuck ton since since E3 started. There is absolutely mm. nothing wrong with the cinematic trailer. Oh my god, no, we can't. We'll, we'll kill each other. No, there's nothing mm. wrong with it. There's nothing yeah. wrong with I it. I think there's it's a lot fucking, wrong with what, it. What about Horizon, Why? right? What about Horizon, how well they did that cinematic trailer? That was gameplay. But, but they went first. There, there were like two minutes of cinematic nothing bullshit, and then two minutes of some actual like video game. How can you and call it? It's, it bullshit. it's the same it's, thing. Look, it's the same fucking thing as like a Kickstarter for like like Bloodstained's Kickstarter has fuck all in it. It's not a damn thing, and everyone's so excited for it. Because that's yeah. what you do. You you give people you sell people on a concept, and it's like yeah, that's kind of not, well, I don't not want to be not, sold on a concept. Well, you don't have to, but, but you don't it's have not to be. That. It's like saying you know like oh I don't want to play Dark Souls. I don't want to play a hard game. Like, it doesn't make it a bad game. Dark Souls 3 didn't game. have gameplay, George. Yeah, I know. Oh, no, you like that? You like that so- from software? Sausage. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ, this guy. <laughs> the, but no, okay, like... In defense of Dark Souls 3, all they had to say was that Miyazaki was directing it. That's pretty much proof that the game was going to be at least pretty, pretty much. But, I'm like, I, but I mean, to be fair, I was, I was thoroughly enjoying myself watching the actual gameplay demonstration of Horizon, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. That game looks way better than it's named. <laughs> that, yeah. that game should oh, yeah, not have a subtitle. Does. It should just be called Horizon. Horizon. That would be better than Horizon I, 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 Zero I think, I think it should be called Dreadlocks and Robots. That would be great. I mean, if they if they did that and then they gave it like a, a jet set radio coat of paint with a you know, okay. new soundtrack. Stop! You're gonna make me. No, this is not. I can't be like this in the middle of a. Can podcast. you imagine like skating around on your like futuristic stop, rollerblades stop, and also stop, like bow and arrowing giant robots? This is dinosaurs. too good. This is too good. You basically just described Jet Set Radio Vanquish, and I can't have that. <laughs> just too <laughs> good. <laughs> so like the style this game has, there there uh. are. There are robots, dinosaurs. I love it. Yeah, you can you can break off chunks of them and turn them into guns so that you keep good. shooting them with. Modular enemies. I've been <laughs> wanting this shit for like twenty fucking years. I yeah. I was hoping that Devil May Cry was gonna go that way, and they didn't. And it was still a good game, but like modular enemies is such a cool idea yeah. because it allows you to not have to fucking learn three thousand weapons. 
<clears throat> other than the specific ones that you're gonna use in that one moment where it's like, yo, this like robot's arm does this crazy thing, and you're like, all right, cool, I've learned how to use robot arm and like that's good that's 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 what i want i want to learn like a like maybe like a one thing i use it for like a half an hour and it's awesome and then i learn a new thing that's fucking great i'm fine with that yeah i mean like so this is like one of the reasons why sony's conference knocked it out of the park so hard is there were like i'd say three or four games that i did not know about prior that i'm extremely interested in learning more about now like horizon uh unravel I mean, like, I guess we're finally getting actual details on No Man's Sky. Um, just, right. like, all these games. I mean, like, Horizon is the first, or the forefront. Oh, and For yeah, Honor. For Honor is the other one. But, uh, do you, do okay. you think that they they showed enough gameplay in No Man's Sky? Regardless if, if you think that it was a little stage or not, which I don't, I don't I think he was being honest when he, he went to a random planet. I think but he was as people well. were, he like, nervous. all skeptical about No Man's Sky <laughs> and saying, oh, it's, you know, it, we haven't seen gameplay yet. You know, they're showing us, you know, a cinematic trailer, basically kind of how well, uh, they did Battlefront. Oh, where it's oh kind of now like cinematic trailers are not showing? Okay. No, okay. I mean, first well, of all, he's saying that's what other people are saying. Second of all, yeah, yeah, that's what people I, are like. Oh, it's not real gameplay. It's not live. It, so you know, you know, everything it, is canned. But he act, he he showed going from space to a planet, yeah. and, and yeah. that that and was, he looked really nervous about it, like right. it might crash. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? He's well, like, I haven't tried this before. Let's just pick this random planet. Okay, it worked. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I think what he said was like, I'm supposed to pick this specific planet. I don't know if it's going to actually generate something that's worth yeah. it. He said it worked in in uh, in rehearsal. Yeah. So it might not work now. So, okay, here's my thing with No Man's Sky, and it get, goes back to the idea of cinematic trailers and stuff, is that, like, okay, cinematic trailers for Final Fantasy VII, we know what the gameplay is going to be. I don't feel like we needed to see the gameplay. Do the, we? The idea is, this is a thing that you guys have wanted. This is us letting you know this exists. For a cinematic trailer for a game that we don't know nothing, don't know anything about, excuse me, it's, to me, I feel like that is a, like... I can start to gauge like, oh, so this is a game where this is the character, these are the, like this is the setting. Um, you know, maybe if the cinematic trailer shows like two people sword fighting, I could be like, okay, this is going to be a game where I will fight somebody with a sword at some point. Right. And if as I long like as the, the cinematic, it, like maybe uh, I will be interested to check it out. I'm not saying uh, I'm going to buy that. It's just George. A, hmm, I want to see more about this game because it, if it's, it's not advertised, I'll never know about it. Yeah, I've never been convinced by by a cinematic trailer. Well, in fact, like I think my turning point was Bioshock Infinite in 2009, when they showed a cinematic trailer that was like specifically engineered to look like gameplay. And I think like before then, I also went through a few years of withdrawal from cinematic trailers from Killzone 2 in 2006. But like, I I can even uh, I'm not. Are are you saying you're (laughs) against the Bioshock one or for it? No, like, against it. Like, cinematic trailers that are, like, misleading. Well, okay, I I can get that. And I also really don't like cinematic trailers that are just, like, especially nothing. Like, if it's just, like, like, uh, what they did with Doom up until E3, where they just showed a skeleton or a logo. Like, if if the camera is panning slowly across a 3D model of the game's (laughs) logo, I'm just like, get out of here. I mean, again, it's proof of concept. It's letting people know that a thing exists and to, like, keep your eyes open. Things get canceled, but yeah, that's but really cynical get, way to look at it. Life gets fucking canceled, bro. People get <laughs> yeah, people try to get married and then they don't so get married. Trouble. 
Yeah, okay, you're right. You know what? Hey, everybody, uh, according to George, just fucking stay in your house and wait till you die. Because anything that you're going to do could possibly not fucking happen. So just sit there and jack off until you die. Oh my god. Okay. I have I hyperbol- hyperbolized the shit out of your cynicism, but that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, okay. So before we cut each other's throats over this, I want to go back <laughs> to what I what I re-brought up cinematic trailers for again, which is uh, Matt, you were talking about No Man's Sky and how people were really skeptical. I think the skepticism came from the fact that they weren't saying like like this is a game that exists. They were like, No Man's Sky, infinite whatever you could fly anywhere you can go on a planet and you'll never see anybody ever get there ever again and they were like talking these like really big words and this really big concept but all we saw was a ship flying off of a planet once right and we never saw any of it in action so this was the first time when they actually were like I'm gonna fucking fly randomly out through the universe, and they did the whole super, super dramatic, super like, okay, here it comes, the zoom out <laughs> right, for zoom 10 out. million years. But like, yeah, that's why I included among everybody was skeptical, skeptical about No Man's Sky before, is because they kept saying like stuff that sounded obviously impossible. It's like, okay, you're just trying to like, like you're just being over dramatic for over dramatic sake. But now, like, like we actually have something to kind of at least back it up. There's still, like, a lot of skepticism over what you're supposed to, like, do and care about. Yeah. Which I, mean, which I think, no one, I don't know. Like, I just want to play it. I don't really want to worry about that before it's out. Yeah. It, there's a lot of things to think about when you think about No Man's Sky. Because, yes, uh, like, it's kind of like Elite Dangerous where they have this big open world. Except uh, No Man's Sky, you can actually land on the planets, right? When you, you when you fly to a different sun or a different system. Right. The, right. the thing with this is how many planets um, will you start to... How many plans does it take for you to get bored or see a pattern? Mm. Um, you know how is how is it really generated? Is there a lot of combinations? You know between uh, this planet right next to it, or you know are you going to have to fly like years for you to find something that's exactly the same? I, I, that that will have a factor in how NPCs play and and what how you gain weapons and stuff like that. We we don't want I don't want a situation where like I was playing Starbound and I was going to another planet just for resources and it was just I just go there dig and then leave go there dig and then leave I wonder if there's gonna have a little there's gonna be a little bit more to it than just um kind of like a a a a, you know, fly for resources all right. the time. You know, like you, you want direction, essentially. Yeah, well, not direction. No, I don't want direction. You want something, I just want, you want more something worthwhile options. on every planet. Right. Yeah. Okay. This options. I know. I know that every planet is not going to be like this amazing experience. But if they, I mean, if they, they have to have a plan. They're making something this ambitious. They have to have a plan of how to make it not just a dig fest. Of um, killing monsters mm. once you get there and grabbing stuff. Will you be able to build? Will you be able to? I mean, I mean, actually seeing that it's working. They may have all these ideas, but I want to actually see it working. Of 
Will you be able to build and will, will you be able to change what happens on certain plants? Would you be able to take over certain plants? Would you be able to? It has to have more staying power and the interactions between player to player because that's going to be the most important about this game. I, I'm assume so because when you make a huge world like this, you have to have some type of player player interaction other than just PvP. Right. Um, and in that in that sense, that like reminds me of. Uh, back in the day when um, you know just when Minecraft was getting its big upswing I have gone through several stages where I play Minecraft and then I peter off and I stop enjoying it because I run out of things to make myself do yeah Um, whereas I played Terraria with a small group of friends um, actually the same group of friends that I played Minecraft with like a dozen times already and uh, we had a server going, and I think I poured 70 hours into Terraria, and we it just felt more interesting because we were always like, like we finish a thing, and then it was like, oh, now you can go even farther away from home. Yeah, more it has a much higher curve it's, than Minecraft. It's much more adventure based and much less crafting and like building based. It's more less sandbox and more like like open adventure. And so I felt like I had a not not so much a direction, but just like. If I didn't want to just build a house, I can, like, really have Congrats. a cool adventure going out with my friends and going and like, attacking shit and, like, finding and neat weapons underground. And there will be bosses. Like, I feel like the boss makes a huge difference. Right, like, that right. gives everyone a common goal. Yeah, and hopefully, I, like, I, I mean, he he shoot he shot stuff in No Man's Sky. <laughs> he shot things. So And robots came. Right. So, like, here's to hoping there's some, like, crazy like generated pve dungeon experience that happens on planets sometimes like maybe like a whole civilization can exist and you have to like get 40 other players to help you like raid the planet like that'd be fucking cool right but we just don't know if any of that is even in the game so right and how the combat system is and everything yeah, seems yeah. like everything's kind of bare bones at the moment and they're trying to build off of that foundation they're, which is good they are just, they are beautiful bare bones though they the game looks yeah. fucking gorgeous it does it does i i, I like when a, a game is built from the ground up to be seamless like that to yeah. be able to just fly into space that's yeah. like a dream for me right what else do we got um, Mirror's Fallout Edge. Four? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Fallout Four, Gears of War, War for PC, 4. and Gears Mirror's 4. Edge, Battlefront for Honor looks good. Dishonored Two looks good. Uh, guys, Mass Effect. What do you guys think of of Gears Four's <laughs> presentation? It was very dark. I couldn't see anything. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought I was. I couldn't one. see. I. I couldn't see anything, but from what I saw, it, it was, was very compared to Gears Three and their presentation. It it was a little meh, you know. It, uh, it was. I mean, I'm not it was Gears it. of War. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. I think a lot of people remember certain parts of Gears of War, but every Gears game has been like that. Every Gears There's... game has had an ebb and a flow. It's had a downtime. It's had that moment where you don't know mm-hmm. what the what the lambent shit is, or you don't know <laughs> what the what's causing the tremors and the corpser shows up. They've always had those what, moments and mm-hmm. i think at least in, in my experience i've played all of the gears games even judgment and i felt like they've nine times out of ten they deliver on that shit and it may not be super scary or the in, the story may not play out in a way that is it is in, meaningful in the way that we'd like it to be but they still put the effort in and i feel like it lands for the most part mm. and I, this demo i think showed that off but it definitely didn't really build 
an idea of what Gears 4 is. No, it did not. It just showed two characters and him blowing up uh, a couple enemies. I've also played a ton of Gears of War. I yeah. still I still play it and now. Isn't there usually like a slow level, like like a spooky level? Yeah, well, yeah, but the thing is with the not that anything is wrong with it. I don't it doesn't bother me. I just care that it's coming out because I am such a Gears of War fan that I am hoping because Cliff is not there you know, Rob Ferguson will, you know, step in and do some work, mm, you know, right. I didn't, I didn't because about that. Cliff was going crazy off of his nuts. Okay? You know, he did show up very, very briefly during the PC game show, and I was hoping to get a look at his fancy new arena shooter, but instead they played some CG that showed nothing. I'm sorry, guys, but there were like <laughs> knights in the CG, and, and it looks like a kind of medieval theme. And I don't know. I'm confused, and I have nothing to say about it because I don't have anything really to see about it. So, <laughs> but you know what was also at the PC gaming show that I was actually really intrigued by? It was an actual demo played by people on the stage. Was Enter the Half-Life Gungeon? 3. Oh, there we go. Oh, well, there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Enter the gun. There, there were there were teases <laughs> happening, but they turned out to all be fake. But anyways, no. That's the funny. Enter the Gungeon demo they showed off. I thought that looked really cool. That looked like it's actually right up my alley because I'm a big fan of of, of shmups. Yes, it, that it game was, great. was so much awesomeness. I I like. I'm I'm a weird I'm weird I think in that I really like Nuclear Throne. I don't really care for Binding of Isaac much at all. I've tried to play it many many times go playing for like an hour at a time mm-hmm. and that hour will end and I'll think that the next day I'll play again <laughs> and the next day comes three months later can I just and interject I, for just a second remind me when Todd is done talking about Enter the Gungeon just rem- just remind me of Binding of Isaac because I was I have a really weird story to tell from E3 that okay. has to do with that alright go ahead okay. Gungeon <laughs> um <laughs> So when I when I saw Enter the Gungeon and I saw bullets flying everywhere, I was like, yes, this is like the this is the kind of stuff that I I like about these kind of top down roguelike games. There's lots of action, lots of like working off of the environment, looking at the geometry of every of all the level scenarios, and say, okay, you know, where are the enemies? Where can I go that's safe? Which are the weapons that I have that are going to work the best in this scenario? Because and it's never this, or well, it's rarely the same. Like you'll go into different rooms and have different setups, and as you gain more weapons, like it just changes everything. So, like for for instance, the character I was playing, sorry, was just like a really basic gun, but I got my the weapon I got was uh, the dueling pistol, which fires this gigantic freaking cannonball, and this and it bounces off of walls. So I would go into like narrow spaces and use the the rebound effect to hit uh, one enemy multiple times mm. and that, that was you know that's how it would work these like smaller enemies and a lot of it you know was trying to stay safe while setting this up because it only it fires once and it has to reload but um like like Jimmy what weapons did you get when you played um, through okay so I played the game I played the demo a grand total of three times uh, I just played up until I died um but the first time that I played um, okay, well, first of all, one of the times I played, I didn't even get far enough to get a gun, um, or to get, like, a new gun. But, uh, the first time I played, I got the crossbow, which reloads on every shot, obviously, but, uh, it one-hit kills the smaller enemies and two-hit kills the bigger enemies. So, that, that thing felt really badass to use, 
because there was a lot of like, oh, shotgun enemy, and I'd like dive through his shotgun blast <laughs> and crossbow him in the face, and it just felt like super tight. Oh, you um, can dive. There is a dive. Yeah, that's oh, actually yeah, like that's the main gonna be really of the important. Game. The, do- uh, yeah. the, the dodge roll is so essential because it, it is like um, the first half of it is invulnerable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like the um, pretty much the game is is at least from what I, from what the devs told me, they start to get to the point where the patterns are just lo- like ludicrous, like like right. proper bullet hell levels of insane. And so using the dodge roll and all of the geometry is going to be how you, you kind of stay alive. Yeah, yeah. And that's going to do so much to help like uh players who get intimidated by those shmup bullet patterns mm. to just like deal with it just roll through it right. there was a game that matt and i played at momocon called just shapes and beats mm. where it had like an insane amount of shmup level obstacles uh pouring over the screen but you had a dodge right. with iframes and so when shit got real uh, in a shmup you usually like hold down the fire button and just focus on dodging and not focus on what you're shooting in this game you just like hold down the dodge button and focus on like dodging the land. things for the minimum of seconds and it still looks great it feels great but it's like not as hard as what it looks like right. so when you finally like go through the stage and dodge this insane amount of bullshit you're like wow I dodged an insane amount of bullshit <laughs> even though you actually had like an easy win game it just doesn't feel like it like balancing the whole thing around that I think that's going to be great Great. Yeah, watching yeah. it from the outside, you're like, oh, this is like a hardcore game. But when you start playing it, it feels like it's more of an experience to last the level while listening to some cool music. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, yeah, the, the the all the guns are very different. I think oh. Jimmy, 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 you <laughs> yeah, were talking about the yeah. guns you got. Yeah, the other gun that I got, that I only had for a very brief moment. It makes me very <laughs> sad. Uh, so okay, this is, a, this is a minor story to go with it. The first day I played. Uh, one of the devs was there, and she was like, after I died, she was like, oh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of guns that you don't get to see from just from playing the demo once. And she was, like, going, like, there's one that does this, there's one that does this. Uh, there's, like, a, a, like, wooden barrel, and it shoots fish out of it. And I was like, that's great. Like, that's hilarious. And it didn't dawn on me until the next day when I was waiting. And this is over 24 hours later. And I was just sitting waiting to get into the uh, Nintendo VIP area. And the, then... I'm just like, wait a minute. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. In a barrel. <laughs> and it's a fucking pun that is a gun. And a I, pun gun. Yeah, it's fucking, it's my, it's my favorite thing. And I did get that gun briefly that day uh, before dying immediately afterwards. I actually didn't even shoot a single person with it. I shot the gun Aww. like three times, and then I turned a corner and died. And it was like, okay. Um, but, but yeah, that... Enter the Gungeon, the only complaint that I had about it was that restarting was slow. Like, it, the generating a new... Like, okay, it seems like their demo was a predetermined, uh, like, route that was just, like, turned in different directions. Like, you had all, all the rooms seemed to be the same with the same enemy layouts. It was just, you know, you go in different directions to get there. And yeah. those first, like, five rooms are just kind of boring to get through because it's the like... Words. The, the words they used on the PC game show were hand-designed rooms but procedural-generated floors. Right. Which sounded which, fishy to me, well, even though the no, game looked fucking awesome. Think of, it, think of it like Isaac, where you can see the same room, you know, in the, like, oh, this is the room with the rocks that zigzag in the middle, and it has the mm-hmm. floating heads in each of the zigzags that shoot up or down. But that room isn't pre- predetermined to be in that floor all the time. You just happen to stumble upon it that time. But I think yeah. I didn't get to that point of the demo 
I think like the first five rooms are always the same um, and they're just like you know the basic enemies like the first room is like one enemy and a pit that you have to roll over to progress um, and then like the next room has like one shotgun enemy and two basic enemies and that felt a little like annoyingly slow like I wouldn't want to have to go through that every time I restart I would like to just jump straight into the random stuff but other than that I, I had fun yeah. actually playing the game the they like un, as, as much as it looks really really polished and it does look really really polished oh, yeah, and yeah. plays and feels really polished apparently they're like a year out still so like they from what i understand they have their game they know how it works they know what they want then they have to go make it all right so it could be it, it i mean well yeah it's gonna be a while they like at least a year um, that, but yeah, most oh, likely yeah. all of the, the the intro stuff is going to change. I'd imagine like the, like right now the, the the boss you fight is just you fight like a one particular boss. Mm-hmm. But the the dev I was talking to was saying that we're that they're gonna like um, make variants of those bosses. Oh, nice! And not not necessarily in terms of like reusing them, but like in saying you could fight. Because like the boss that 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 was at the level one boss was like a a bird mm-hmm. who picks up a Gatling gun <laughs> and then like he like yells and like all of his feathers fly off of his body except his head and he's just like a giant muscle man Do with have a giant to dodge Gatling the gun. Feathers. No, oh, like, you didn't have to dodge the feathers. Um, speaking of which, we need to talk about that. Right. But um, so what he was saying is like you know we would like have like a different colored like head or whatever and that would make for different patterns or a different play style that you'd have to like okay so now he's going to be a little bit different and that's again this that was theory like this again they're still um away a year out but the game is so on my radar like i basically just can just leave it there in my room like all right i'm gonna look at this i'm just gonna look at it again and i'm gonna look at it one more time and then i'm gonna look at it forever until it's out so real quick, uh, we have to be wrapping up soon, but before then, Jimmy, you wanted to be reminded about this Isaac story. <laughs> okay, yeah. We'll talk this story real quick, and then we'll talk Cuphead right afterwards, because that's okay. we need to talk about that. Um, so I was waiting in line for Triforce Heroes uh, for my second time playing. <laughs> you know about this. Um, and I'm waiting in line, and it's me. Uh, Alex is there. He just like walked up to uh, say hi before he was going off to the for honor event i believe they got to go play the private demo um in the bank of america building on the top floor which is fucking tight but uh (laughs) okay yeah uh that's the tallest building in la if you didn't know but um fucking ritzy so i'm standing there with alex and uh so there's someone else with me and so we're waiting in line and two guys walk up and they're like oh hey so uh wait in line for triforce heroes they had accents but i'm not going to try and emulate them they some something, <laughs> something from Europe is all I'll say because I don't want to butcher. There were a lot of those, right? Yeah. But and so they, I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, we're standing in line. Like, can't wait. It's been a fun game. And he's like, oh, so you like Zelda esque games, right? And I noticed they're holding a Vita, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I like Zelda games. And so he's like, okay, well, we have a, a Zelda game, like a game that's like Zelda that uh, you might want to like. Would you mind testing it out and? Would you mind, like, if I recorded you you playing it? And I was like, ah, as long as you don't record my face, just record the game. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. And then as I start playing it, he's like, so we're from PETA. 
<laughs> oh no! And wow. To summarize, to awkward. S- yeah. To summarize, uh, first of all, uh, Peter guy, if you're listening, I didn't tell you to your face, but I really don't like your organization. Um, so that that being said, I played this game, which is, I kid you not, a Binding of Isaac clone. Oh. And you play as a small kitten. And you essentially shoot faceless robots and kind of wander around this not-so-procedural map until you reach a room that a boss is in. And, I mean, for all fairness, it it works. The game plays. uh, Where's the PETA aspect of it? Yeah. Do they chop you up? The whole point, like, at least they they were smart enough... To not make you sit through the story thing at the start, which is what he explained to me as I was opening up the game. Um, but essentially, there's like you you start in like a little hub area and you do like like missions. Like one of them that he kept restating was one of the missions was that you get to save the blackfish, so you get to fucking fight Sea World or whatever. Get I don't know if you get to fight Sea World, but you get to save the orca whales from from uh, from. From flopping yeah. across the stage, yeah, and, yeah, from being and at their rivals. Which, yeah, to, yeah. to be fair, I, I don't agree with SeaWorld and all that jazz, but like, I, I'm not going to be interested in a game about freeing whales. But um, yeah, I guess there's like a story intro, and then your mission is like you got to save this thing, and then it kind of throws you into this. You know, it definitely, obviously, 100% Isaac. The only difference is you can shoot in all directions instead of four directions. Um, and there's no item pickups that are like that like permanently change your gameplay. You just pick up weapons and the weapons don't like upgrade or anything. You could just have like the main shooty gun, the spread shooty gun, the bouncing ball gun, and the flamethrower, which is like obviously the best gun is the flamethrower. And so it was exceedingly okay of a game. Like, and it was also propaganda. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it was also PETA stuff. And so I played through it, and I, I'm proud of myself. I didn't want to play it, but I played through it, and I gave the guy honest feedback at the end. I was like, you know, I'm just going to say it's... I know that PETA made Tofu Boy before as, like, a call for attention, and, you know, that was developed by Ed McMillan. This is obviously Binding of Isaac, and that was developed by Ed McMillan. So I'm just going to say I see that and I'm very suspicious of it and I don't really like that. And then I gave them tips on like, you might want to make the game more fun by making the weapons upgrade if you collect more than one or make the flamethrower not the most OP stuff in the game or make it so that when you enter a room, the enemies spawn relative to you instead of on top of you because that's... That's probably not their priority. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, I tried to give the guy like, look, I don't care about Peter's message but if you want to make this game worth playing here's, here's what I would do so, maybe they're, they're developers who just got contracted by Peter to make some stupid propaganda game um, the one I was talking to I don't think was the one that was talking to Alex Alex said he had like a conversation about it and that, I don't know he, he, the guy was like saying some stuff that I don't remember but it was very like like down to earth like yeah Tofu Boy was a Meat Boy ripoff and a shameless like a shameless ploy for so attention so one of them might have been a real developer Ooh. the other one was like legit 
PETA yeah, proselytizing. That's how I see it, but of course, I only you know talk to these guys for maybe ten minutes. So yeah. wait um, a minute, you said Alex was talking to them, so uh, TOVG sponsorship. In the he future? got the guy's card. So <laughs> oh okay. So oh, co- or, or I don't TOVG. know. I don't know. Sponsored by PETA. I forgot. I, I fucking forgot the name of the game. Also, I, it was, there was a weird moment. The the other person who was standing in line with me was a girl, and uh, the PETA guy, as I'm playing the game and he's recording it, turns to her and says, "So, do you think it's nice that you play as a cute kitten in this game?" And I was like, "All right, guy. So that's a really good question. It's a solid, <laughs> solid womanly question to ask. Yeah, that, that'll that's really get what your girls female. Like, right? Yeah, they like cute kittens." That's mm-hmm. all they like. Anyway, so... Anyway, let's talk about a real game. Cuphead! <laughs> wow. It's so good. Can't wait for well, this okay. one. It is so beautiful, is what I'll say. Um, but it also looks like an actual solid platformer. And that's what like a lot of uh, previews have been writing about as well. Uh, what I will say is that the demo gives you this open world kind of like... Uh, like, have you played Donkey Kong <gasps> Country 3? Oh, I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Duh, that's the one where you're Dixie Kong, right? Uh, you're, you're Tiny Kong. Wait. And Trixie. I think either player one. Oh, was she called Trixie back oh, then? Fu- no, no. Dixie and Trixie are two characters, I think. I don't remember. Okay. You play the smaller one with ponytail and you play the dumb big baby one. And that yeah, yeah like no one wants to be that one, right? And there's like an Dixie overworld and... that's like like free roaming, and you get like and a you boat. have puzzles to solve every now and right. then. They gave you a sort of map like that, and there was an entrance to several boss mm. fights. So yeah. I don't. It's know. like Titan Souls. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's a better, more relevant description. It's like Titan Souls. But um, like Titan Souls, do you have to walk for forty-five seconds after every time you die? No, it was just like a, okay. a small world to give people like an option to fight different bosses. And I saw like eight or nine different bosses played. That is a there. lot for an E3 demo. Yeah, and so the only thing that I'm curious about is if there's actual like platformer levels or whatever, or if the game is just all boss fights because the boss fights. I want were, it to be all boss fights. Well, the boss I fights were that. good fifty percent of the way. I actually, come to think of it, I would not be surprised if they were all boss fights because that animation is probably considerably more expensive. Yeah, I mean, it's they all gotta make drawn. it count. All, all spectacle if if it's all hand drawn, maybe. Yeah, but like, Man, I mean, it looks good. The thing that I it didn't like good. about it was like, uh, I played the demo alone once and co op twice, and they scale bosses' health for co op, and the game's hard as fuck. But uh, the bosses that I played, I found that once you get the pattern down there is nothing that really surprises you after that. Now, not to say that the gameplay isn't solid because the controls were super tight. Uh, everything felt great. Like, obviously, video and, and audio was, you know, pretty much perfect, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, like, I fought this dragon boss one time with Todd, and, like, uh, I died maybe, like, a minute into the fight, and then Todd just kind of had to fucking go through the motions of his, like, three attack patterns for maybe five minutes straight, just wailing on him until he died. And it was like, like, there was nothing that was suddenly like, and it changed, and now it's crazy different, and, like, learned on the fly. It was just like, yeah. you learn those first three things, and then they just stayed that. However, I did see so, another boss that was, like, these two boxing frogs, and then suddenly at the end, like, when you get them low enough, they turn into a slot machine. And everything okay. changes. So phase two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, I, yeah. So I don't know. I, I just it, it seemed 
like the video, the, the visuals and the audio are their their selling point. The gameplay is tight, little, but not super interesting at this point. I'm a little leery if it like actually is a boss rush game. Because those are like such a hit or miss. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I even want to call it a genre, just like style of action game. If it is a boss rush game, I hope that there are like 45 bosses or something because I saw a lot of bosses there. And I hope that the the full game is that. It makes sense. If you're like animating 45 enemies and it costs the same amount of money as as making like a full pixel art game, but it's all hand-drawn art with these fancy effects strewn on top... Then like yeah, that actually that makes sense like for budgetary reasons. Mm. Being a boss rush game, yeah. I think I, I would definitely prefer it to be a boss rush game, but like as I was telling everybody <clears throat> who was you know super ecstatic about it, it, it for that I mean I feel like it's definitely going to come down to what are what's what am I going to be playing after an hour? Right. Because if I, if mm-hmm. I'm playing stuff like the dragon after an hour, then we have a problem. Yeah. Because I liked the dragon. Uh, but that was definitely a learn how to, because like the the whole the whole spiel with that game was that you had to um to 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 follow the dragon who was flying backwards constantly. You had to uh, jump on these cloud platforms that were like of varying heights. Yeah. So you had to constantly jump, and then all of his attacks tended to like like follow certain patterns so that was the whole deal and that was it was fun to pick up on that <clears throat> from the beginning but after a while I was like well I have picked up on it right. and I can I can obviously do this so it's just a matter of like once we start getting to like you know six forms and 12 patterns and just really mean shit yeah. then then I think that game will really uh, it'll be worth something beyond its admittedly fantastic art our direction right i mean i think the game has enough merit on its own right now like i wouldn't i would never say cuphead's a bad game at all i just think that of the bosses that i played um the dragon one was really the one that was like this it got uninteresting a little quickly um there was like a raging garden that had two forms and that was pretty cool um and then what else did i fight? i fought like there's like a shmup against a cuckoo clock vulture that is that like shoots out feathers and eggs and tiny birds that have uh, like, and you like a, nail, the a nail taped to them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is that, that was my favorite part was like seeing like these tiny yellow birds with like a nail that you would use for construction just like taped to their back flying at you. <laughs> and, and that's how they're a threat. Yeah, yeah. Gotta but, make them lethal. Yeah, it was overall, I would like to hope that all those boss fights at the, at the at E3 were like your introductory boss fights and that after that it just goes to like like stupid raging fucking hard and crazy long fights because I, I feel like there's a lot of potential there alright well unless there's any other game that's a must talk have we have we burned just, through just, let me just say yes, yes. that there were two things that I wanted out of another Mirror's Edge game one was for them to actually tell a fucking story and two was for them to have that whole thing where every, you know, every game is like, look at that thing. You can go there. Yep. And it's kind of like that shit got old with games like Dark Souls is like that. And you're like, all right, fine. In Mirror's Edge, where traversal is the is the game, that concept is way more interesting. Because it's not just that I'll end up there. It's that I actually have to play my way there and be good enough to get there. Yeah. And, like, it's a way more exciting 
system to put into a game like Mirror's Edge. And from what I can tell, well, well, definitely they succeeded in the in the latter part. Like when I was playing through the demo, one of the main things, like like we had like three different things to do. One was like combat oriented, and the combat's kind of like whatever. I'm just glad that you don't have to shoot anybody anymore. <laughs> um, but it was like whatever. But like one of the things was like get to this billboard and hack it. And it's like in a game like Assassin's Creed, I don't give a flying fuck about that because all you it's just gonna hold be, two buttons. I'm just gonna hold two buttons and then that's it. But with Mirror's Edge, it was like okay, I have to figure out what path even takes me there. <clears throat> then I have to figure out, like, like you know, and, th- and then, like, you want to do it, like, the best way, and it's kind of like you end up challenging yourself around finding really interesting flow because that is the game, and it's exciting. And so I feel like they, they succeeded in that matter, and I'm very excited for that game. Yeah, that, they made it open world say. this time, which, well, I, they, I feel like that could go either way. Uh, you know what? I totally agree with you. I feel like... At least from the small little snippets that I that, that I got to play, I feel like they're they're heading in the right direction. Um, which is going to be a matter of of how how Ubisoft they make it. How <laughs> Ubisoft? Oh no, no, no towers, please. I mean, Jimmy can't handle that. But what else is there to do? It, it mirrors edge except for climb towers. Maybe this is what we've been building up to this whole time. Ubisoft has Climbing just been trying tower to perfect simulator. the mirrors edge. By, by wasting it on Assassin's Creeds and I'm about the to crew. say, but yeah, so it's like I'm I'm glad that that it's Dice mm. and it's not and it's not Ubisoft, but mm. they get to learn from them and be like, all right, so climbing shit in our game is fun. We just have to make sure we don't just completely ruin it by making it the only thing you do. And there's still like like the, the main demo was playing the dash, which was just like a do this thing quickly, and it's like, yeah, that still felt fucking great. It still felt great to be like, alright, that wall, hitting like wall, 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 wall running this and then vaulting is faster than running up the running up a wall. Like, so side run and then vault is faster. And it's, it was like finding that efficient pattern was exactly like it felt like in Mirror's Edge. And I'm like, yes, I will, t- I will take this, please. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, I think uh, we're at a good point now where we, we might be able to wrap up with, with all of our consciences and our minds cleared. Yeah, I think, um, uh, I think it went a little longer than I expected, but my house didn't get, didn't become a boiler room. Um, so it's, I think I just didn't know how long This is like the stupid summer month right now. Yeah, mm. I mean that's California all the time. So oh yeah, <laughs> we melting. We on Anyways, fire. Anyways, uh, we will see all you guys next week. Um, until then, I guess uh, have a nice week. But very very play quickly, yeah, play more games. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna play more games. I have play a thing on The Witcher coming up. Yeah. More indie games. Mm. Venture out of your comfort zone. If there's a game that you feel like you haven't had enough of in the past, I guarantee you someone has made something that you will enjoy with those mechanics. Oh, yeah. There's it a is, bunch of stuff. It is out there. If everybody who's upset, who's upset about Metroid, there are at least 10 good games that are at least similar to Metroid that you could play right fucking now. Yeah, go play Guacamelee and Axiom Bridge. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. Guacamelee, yes. And, yeah, and uh, Ori in the Blind Forest. Yeah. Go. Ooh. Hey, Todd. <laughs> yes, sir. Do you sir? have anything cool planned for, for your channel? 
I I am going to do a top ten indie games from E3 video. Yes. So yes. spoiler alert. Thank you. Actually, I really here. appreciate that because there's like so much like focus put on sure. like the hype of of the AAA yep. this year, especially because this year AAA projects are actually exciting for once. But that just I don't know, kind of um puts mm-hmm. a layer of noise on top of of a lot of really really good looking indie games that were on the floor, mm. and they actually had a um. Like incentivization for it, they had an Indicade program out there this year. Yeah, some really good looking stuff too. I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually excited to watch this now. Yeah, I'll, uh, I hope I will, I do it justice, and that you are excited. <laughs> okay. I, have a, I have a pretty healthy variety of games on here, and I think that there are some that people probably didn't even see covered, like at all. Where where could people find this this uh, this future video when it goes up? My YouTube channel is Rated S Games. You can just search youtubecom games or just search Rated S Games in YouTube, and it will be there. And there will be a video. And there's also also not related to E3. I'm doing a top ten vid- uh, indie games from the spring. So that's uh, February through May. So if there's, there's going to be a bunch of indie game stuff that you can spend all your money on, assuming you have any left. On there my you channel. go. All right. So I guess um, in that case, we will wrap it up mm-hmm. and see everybody next week. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>